1: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
2: Jim Comer is doing a uh, press conference after reviewing the uh, document that the FBI was trying to cover up, featuring uh, information from a whistleblower that Joe Biden had taken $5 million in foreign money to uh in exchange for I don't know some sort of services rendered. Anyway, we'll get you audio uh from that as soon as we can. I want to mention uh a lot of people are switching to Newsmax. A lot of people watch my show on Newsmax on uh, Saturdays and Sundays called Rob Carson's What in the World and then after Tucker Carlson's firing, uh Eric Bowling show is through the ceiling. Greta von Susteren is um is just terrific. I mean it's much see must see TV. Rob Schmidt is my uh my uh, my dude I there's something about Rob Schmidt his uh, his uh, delivery his opinions are um, are, are something that I, I really look forward to every night um, and uh, then also Chris plant got a new show they've they made some changes on it it's really good I mean it's if you're looking for an alternative to Fox, and I know many of you are, from people who will not change their stripes, Newsmax is a terrific way to do it, and the, uh, the ratings are voting very well for that. Right now, Eric Bowling is going to be talking about Joe Biden's mental health. Is he fit to be the president? What are the real dangers? I've got some audio coming up about Joe Biden after he fell on stage last week. Uh, nobody is buying that Joe Biden is fine. Nobody is buying that Joe Biden is cognitively okay. You know why? Uh, because we're not stupid. It's very obvious. We've seen it before, countless. It's, it's the part of the process of dying. It's part of the process of dying. You, you get up in age and, and some people go a little earlier than others. I went to a uh, life celebration for somebody who left far too early. She was 78 years old. She got pancreatic cancer a month ago and died. Sharon Bonet, her mother was at the funeral. Her mother's, uh, I don't know, 100 years old? Her mother was there in, in great health sitting in the front row. So it, this is a part. This is a part of it. And, and if we deny that an 80-year-old man who can't speak, who gets lost uh, on stage, uh, who, who speaks gibberish, uh, who, who, uh, who, who's falling down, fell down some stairs, fell off a bike, now falls on stage, if we can't say that, I mean, it's fairly obvious then bullcrap! I'm not gonna be down with that. You know, I, I open with it, never interfere with an enemy in the process of destroying himself. Well, you know what? I have just let the left destroy themselves by, by praising Joe Biden, pretending that Joe Biden is no big deal. But unfortunately, we've got a, uh, we got a dog in this fight. Yeah. So we've got to do everything we can to uh, point this out and, and eventually, hopefully, either by, I don't know, by hook or by crook, right? By hook, meaning 25th Amendment, because he's not capable of doing it. Or by crook, uh, having him resign from office because he's such a crook. (laughs) By hook or by crook, I guess what it is. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, there, there's, we're not going to be uh, lied about this anymore. And, and listen, like, for instance, I mentioned earlier today, Google, uh, who owns YouTube, dropped the policy that censors the discussion of the 2020, 2020 election fraud. Google just suddenly decided last week that uh, open uh, debate is fine with regard to 2020. And you and I have been told, I mean, even till recently, we couldn't have an opinion if we thought that 2020 was not fair. We could, we could not bring up the questions. You couldn't question why the, the, uh, you know, uh, the, states, the, the battleground states stopped counting the ballots and then restarted the next morning with millions in Joe Biden's favor. It should be fairly obvious. There's something wrong there. So we had to sit here, as Google told us, you can't say anything about it. And you know what I said? Bull crap. Even if you're wrong, you still have an opinion, but it proves out you were right. But that's what the government tried to do. And if you don't believe me, officials within the U.K. government reportedly worked clandestinely with big social media companies like Google, Facebook, Twitter, as well as AI forms to monitor critics of the lockdown, as well as to identify and ultimately censor speech criticizing the government policy. The same thing happened here. This isn't just local. All right. This was national. This was international. The claims that the the Telegraph uh, say that it bears many similarities to the social Twitter files, which revealed U.S. authorities worked hand in glove with social media to censor criticism of the government, the the COVID-19 policy, among other things. The UK employed a so-called counter-disinformation unit. What did our DHS do? They created a disinformation governance board. It's the same playbook. It didn't just happen here. It wasn't organic, guys. That's why it is so in the face of the First Amendment. You see, we have that. Great Britain doesn't. A Whitehall team originally set up to counter disinformation unit. A Whitehall team originally set up to counter alleged disinfo during the 2019 European elections to monitor social media posts challenging government lockdown, lockdown policies and with the aim of censoring the content. They did the same thing there. To achieve this aim, the organization worked closely with social media corporations as well as firms specializing in the use of AI the latter of which is use the advanced technology to scour the net for messaging critical of government narratives. This is bigger than you ever dreamed of. This is why Jim Comey wants Joe Biden to win the presidency. So he'll never have to be called. He'll never have to be indicted. He'll never have to be uh, uh, convicted and never have to go to jail. Many posts of critical government lockdown rules said were to have eventually been brought to the attention of social media firms by the CDU, which was given the status of a so-called trust flagger, allowing them to fast-track censorship. So they used AI to find words, and then they shut down freedom of speech. The same thing they did here. That's why your posts were flagged. That's why your posts were removed. That's why uniformly... You couldn't say anything about the efficacy of masks. That's why you couldn't say anything about your kids' school being shut down. That's why you couldn't say, oh, yeah, CRT is being taught in schools. No, it's not. That's disinformation. Now we find out, of course, it's true. 1,000%. Unbelievable. <laughs> and then they went after people, too. Uh, Tom Fitton has been talking about the Mar a Lago rate, how unjust it is that they rated Mar a Lago. This is another unprecedented. Uh, attempt to take down Donald Trump because they don't want him to be the president because he's gonna unravel all of this crap he's the only person that Trump voters believe can do this and when Donald Trump says the American people want retribution this is what he's talking about and now we know not only did it happen here it happened in Great Britain and around the world So Fitton uh, apparently was at home recovering from a significant skin cancer surgery. Two FBI agents knocked on his door with a subpoena to testify to a grand jury about uh, Mar-a-Lago, the Mar-a-Lago issue. Because uh, uh, Tom Fitton says that uh, raiding Mar-a-Lago was a bunch of crap considering they're not doing anything with all the classified documents Joe Biden. And here is uh, Tom Fitton talking about the visit, just like Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi ready to uh, testify on the Twitter files about the IRS and the and the IRS uh, slow walking the investigation of Hunter Biden, and and Matt Taibbi got I mean uh, visited he got called on Christmas Eve, and then he got visited, so this is the federal government putting the heavy on people who are speaking out against illegality, malfeasance. And the misuse of the uh, Justice Department to go after political enemies.
3: And in the evening, knock, 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 a few hours after I get home, knock, 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 two FBI agents are at the door with a subpoena for me to testify to the grand jury about presumably this Mar a Lago issue. Uh, although the FBI agents helpfully noted that I did have an Amazon package there on the porch as well. <laughs> and then, you know, a few months later, you know, they said, well, I can come in for a proffer. And then all of a sudden, no proffer. You've got to come in for the grand jury, which is very unusual. So I end up going to the grand jury. Yeah, and just yeah. before I go into the grand jury the day before, they said, oh, by the way, uh, we want to ask you a little bit about this January 6th stuff, too.
2: Okay, and here is uh, a picture of the grand jury that he had to testify in front of. Go in there, 23
3: or so grand jurors, three prosecutors, Yeah, all tag-teaming me, questioning
2: me. Meanwhile, how many prosecutors are working on the Hunter Biden-IRS case? Oh, they were all fired. All the IRS agents on his case were fired by the DOJ just a couple weeks ago, right before bank records came out, showing that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Joe Biden's family made millions of dollars from shell companies, from our enemies. And of
3: course, you know, Jesse, you go in there and you're thinking, well, you know, maybe there's something here. And they're going to ask me, uh, did you see this? And you're going to be like, holy moly, there's a crime. But instead, it was a four-hour MSNBC-style struggle <laughs> session <laughs> where they're arguing with me about tweets and electors and the Clinton sock drawer case. <laughs> and what I- trying to find anything. I had for lunch at the White
2: House. Wow, unbelievable! And then he looked over and saw, in the in the height of all this, uh, one of the grand jurors was sleeping.
3: All right, hold on one second. Here are going back and forth. Try that again.
2: Here we go. And I thought, what a
3: waste of time! And of course, it's intense, right? Because you're going back and forth. And I look over at one of the grand (laughs) jurors, and the poor guy's dead asleep. (laughs) This is a DC grand jury. It is. It is. I mean, generally they were paying attention, but. You know, I I didn't want to listen to myself after four hours of really silly argument and debate over you know these issues that as as we're hearing you know from your prior uh, discussion here that are very controversial. They targeted Judicial Watch. They targeted me yep. because we were front and center in saying the emperor has no clothes when it comes to the abuse of Trump on this Mar-a-Lago documents yes. case because we had fought on the same issue of the Clinton Sackrow case and they changed their position 180 degrees they protected Clinton's ability to take records but raided Trump and we highlighted that because we were in the middle of it we we had litigated the case and lost and so we're making public disclosures about this alerting the president about this telling the american people about this suing about this and what's what we get in return a grand jury subpoena
2: Okay. So basically... Uh, and this kind of relates to what I was talking about with the misinformation policy that in Great Britain that was exactly what we did in this country to shut down speech. It was the exact same thing. So I would venture to say that if the mainstream, going forward into the next election, if the mainstream media, big tech, and the deep state, and, and I said this, they called it misinformation last time, but if they say anything that is favorable with regard to Joe Biden, uh, and his family and family business, you should immediately think the opposite. The same goes of anything that is negative about Donald Trump that could impact his run for the presidency. Realize that it's probably a lie. Alright, your calls are welcome here, guys. 800 922 Obama's ex-doctor says that Joe Biden is in no way, shape, or form fit to run for president, let yet alone be the uh, president of the United States. Also, Randall, you hold on. You'll be next. This is the Rob Carson Show.
1: His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: Still waiting for some audio from Jim Comer. Uh, The Congress is going to read the whistleblower document from the fbi saying that uh, joe biden took five million dollars in exchange for favors while he was the vp wouldn't be as big surprise most people understand it joe biden was asked or i should say corinne jean pierre was asked a question last week about joe biden and the fact that 52 percent of americans not just republicans 52 percent of americans believe joe biden and his family are corrupt and the reason being is other than they 're not stupid, all the evidence there's all the evidence so uh, Jamie Raskin's on there this morning he 's wearing his do rag and everything and you know it's all it's just a ball cap I think it'd be fine you're kind of virtue signaling i 'm glad you're okay, but really do rag um, anyway, maybe a bike helmet would be more appropriate for Jamie Raskin I, I think that he probably needs a, a ride to school in the morning and then he needs to but anyway um, Jamie Raskin is uh, spewing nonsense this morning saying that this this uh, this document uh, uh, unveils uh, at puts people in danger and all that. No, the only people that puts in danger are Joe Biden and his supporters on Capitol Hill in the deep state. Those are the people who... So as soon as we get audio with regard to uh, reaction uh, this morning, as the story develops, because it's kind of a big story, a lot of people are talking about what, what are they going to distract with? What are they going to distract with today? Because we know this document is coming over. Congress is going to see that Joe Biden, uh, you know, allegedly, uh, according to the FBI... Uh, had a $5 million bribe. We also know that the FBI covered up Hunter Biden's laptop just in time for the election. We also know the FBI was involved in the Russia collusion hoax. So suddenly Jamie Raskin is saying, well, yeah, I mean, that may be true, but this thing with, uh, you know, this is all nonsense. Really? No. Our FBI at its highest echelons is a profoundly corrupt agency, and it needs to be taken apart. It needs to be. But they're going to throw everything at us, every lie they possibly can throw at us. They're going to continue to go after Donald Trump. You want to know why they're going to continue to go after Donald Trump? Because Trump right now holds a 20% lead in Florida. Nothing against Ron DeSantis. I think it's a matter of timing. I told you, I don't have a problem with Ron DeSantis. I don't. But there are a lot of people who know 2020 was a fraud. They know that seven years of investigations all were nonsense. And the people who voted for Donald Trump and went through those tribulations with Donald Trump suffered right along with them. And they're not just going to go, oh, you know, Ron DeSantis, let's go with Ron DeSantis because he doesn't tweet stuff. He's not mean. You know? So uh, 52% is the number of Floridians who would vote for Donald Trump. Uh, Ron DeSantis comes in at 32%. So about a 20-point advantage. Mike uh, Pence, who's slated to announce his intention to run, 2.4%. Uh, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, who I like a lot, just ain't going to be the president this time. Asa Hutchinson, Chris Christie. <laughs> All came in below that. Yeah, so there's that. And then there's uh, this. Donald Trump leads every challenger head-to-head. This is YouTube, uh, YouGov, all right? Trump leads DeSantis 24 points head-to-head, 55% to 31% among Republican voters. Trump's lead expands when he faces uh, Rick Scott, a great guy, by the way, uh, 69 to 18. So a 51% difference. You want to hear what... Trump's lead over Pence is. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Seventy-three percent. Seventy-three percent. Yeah, he uh Trump gets seventy-three and Pence gets sixteen percent. I don't know what the difference is. Seventy three minus sixteen. Thirty seven. Well, well, right. <sighs> Haley doesn't fare much better. Eighteen percent compared to Trump's seventy percent. Uh, Chris Christie. Uh Trump comes uh, he comes in sixty seven points behind Trump seeing just 10% to uh, Trump's 77%. Glenn Youngkin, his chance, he's 62 points behind. So right now, DeSantis in this poll, 28 point behind. So they got a lot of, uh, they got a lot of things. But you know the great thing? There's, there's going to be a discussion. People will be a- able to add some things. You're not going to be force-fed a candidate like they're doing with the Democrat Party. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Uh, let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove. Uh, hello, Randall. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Good morning and good afternoon. Yes, sir.
4: Uh, What's on my mind uh, uh, is there's going to be a crisis, if not already, with uh, misidentifications. Because I don't, um, one of the problems I have with misgendering real men and real women is the forensics is going to get way thrown off. A lot of it's going to go down with the wrong gender and a forensics uh, identification of remains. because of the desire of the victim to be called the wrong gender. And then the second thing is I did some research, and I called the city of San Francisco Police Department, try to find out some research on an old case where a woman was burned alive by two illegal alien women who apparently at first the paper had said at the time that they were just deported and they didn't press any charges. And then I guess somebody told them, hey, wait a minute, you can't do that. And they went to Chilla. I don't know if they're on death row or not. But that I started thinking, Maybe the victim wasn't a woman. Maybe it was a transgender. So, my problem is the statistics are going to get way thrown off. They keep misidentifying the birth gender because you're going to have statistics that are going to say that all these uh, so called female victims um, are, are, are going to wind up being the wrong gender. Or it's going to throw the statistics way, way off because a lot yeah. of these crimes against women are going to be crimes against men who are trans.
2: Yeah, uh, Randall. You know what? We're uh, I do appreciate your comments here about about uh, half an hour before the discussion of uh, what is a woman. That's the new documentary with Matt Walsh. Did you see that? By the way, I haven't. Seen it yet, no it's pretty it's pretty phenomenal you should uh, you should check it out uh, i'm going to be discussing that very shortly but yeah there are a great deal of problems that society hasn't been able to, to even grasp with regard to uh the concept of transgenderism and whatnot uh that's all coming up the number 800 6680 this my friends is the rob carson show
5: I will take care of this, I will end this, I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million
1: votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry.
2: Breaking news. This according to Benny Johnson. Uh, Newsmax correspondent and uh, a social media phenom I and mean, just doing a brilliant job. He's starting to do some really uh, great videos. Um, uh, man on the street kind of stuff that's uh, awesome going to Target and whatnot. He said, breaking uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman Jim Comer, James Comer, confirms FD1023 form that proves Biden criminal bribery scheme after viewing it. And Jim
6: C- or Chris Ray will
2: be held in contempt on Thursday.
6: Uh, officials confirm that the unclassified FBI generated record has not been disproven and is currently being used in an ongoing investigation. The confidential human source who provided information about then Vice President Biden being involved in a criminal bribery scheme is a trusted highly credible informant who has been used by the FBI for over 10 years and has been paid over six figures. These are facts and no amount of spin and frankly lies from the White House or congressional Democrats can change this information.
2: Jamie Raskin said that, uh, of course, uh, by by unveiling this and being able to see this, it puts resources in the FBI in danger. Uh, That's what they said about the January the 6th tapes. They said that it would reveal FBI resources in the crowd.
6: At the briefing, the FBI again refused to hand over the unclassified record to the custody of the House Oversight Committee. And we will now initiate contempt of Congress hearings this Thursday. Yay, go, yay!
2: I love it, I love it, contempt of Congress. That's what they like to do to us. So we'll see what uh, how Mr. Uh, Ray deals with that. But uh, I-, I believe the bud's coming off the rose on, uh, on Joe Biden, I believe that uh, the, the House of Cards is tumbling, tumbling, tumbling. Doesn't mean they're going to continue, not continue to to uh, fight this. I'm, I'm trying to think of this. I was thinking about this over the weekend. I told you guys that uh, I didn't believe Joe Biden was going to be the candidate. And I know that's crazy. You can't say, yeah, no, I can Guys, I, there's no way. Uh, there's just no way. I, I, it's as absurd as saying that, you know, wearing a paper mask will prevent uh, you from getting COVID. It's that ridiculous. But there are people who are saying, no, he's he's going to make it. He's perfectly fine. This is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about the, the fall that Joe Biden took last week. And I remember when I saw the fall. Because, you know, we saw the, the fall up the stairs. And it was kind of funny because it was one fall, then two falls, then three falls. And then you saw the bike. You know, it could be a number of reasons for that. He might have his foot in a toe clip on, on the pedals, whatever. But this was just a, a, a person, uh, an older person, who faces the the prospect of severe injury from a fall. I, I you know, I know this. Uh, you know, I'm in my fifties. Uh, when when I was younger, I could fall down and do You know, that's why that's why you have to retire from football in your twenties or thirties. That's why you have to. Uh, you, know, in a, you know, there's a number of factors, but you think you get a lot more breaky when you get older. I'll just put it that way. You get a lot more breaky. But here is Corinne Jean-Pierre acting like, oh, yeah, it was a sandbag, and he's perfectly fine.
1: Uh, and just to just you know make sure we clear the record here, he tripped over uh, a, ba- a sandbag on the stage, and b- briefly he tripped and got up, and he, he got got right back up and continued uh, continued what he was there to do. He did not, uh, he, he, there was no need uh, for the doctor to see him uh, as it was related to the fall, and he's doing fine. You saw most of, some of you saw him last night when he returned uh, getting off Marine One on the South Lawn. Uh, he spoke to this, uh, so I would refer you back to his comments, and so I'll just leave it there.
2: Honestly, we all know the emperor is naked. You're not fooling anybody. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, what's the end game going to be? When Joe Biden is forced to step down or be removed from office, it's going to be hook or crook. It's going to be by hook, meaning 25th Amendment, you can't do this, or by crook, you need to resign because of what's going on with your criminal malfeasance and selling influence. Hooker by crook. That's what I believe. Here is uh, Randy Jackson. Now, Randy, or Ronnie Jackson. Ronnie Jackson was uh, was out this weekend. He was Obama's uh, former doctor. He was also Donald Trump's doctor, and he is now a member of Congress. He is from Texas, and he here he is saying the truth. Now, realize that him saying this, say, for instance, two years ago, would probably have been shut down with uh, government mouthpieces saying it was misinformation and disinformation but here he is saying what everybody knows that he is not
7: well and this man's not fit mentally or physically to be our president and it's just it's a bad situation for us part of the job of the president of the united states is to inspire confidence and to project power and he's not doing that he can't do that he's too old to do that and i just i think it's a shame i think that you know his physical his lack of physical ability and his physical decline is now starting to happen
2: this is another thing and i said and you don't you don't pick on the first lady but you know what what kind of a person pushes her husband into this what kind of a family pushes an an elderly father figure into this you know, normally when you have this discussion, I, I posted on Twitter last week. Normally, it's uh, dad's stumbling his words, dad's forgetting things, dad has to be led around. Uh, you know, dad is forgetful, uh, and, and and then uh, you know, dad starts falling. It happened with my mom. My my mom managed to keep her wits about her till the very end, but physically she was falling apart, and we had to have the discussion about taking the car keys away. She knew it though. She knew, but then she started to fall. She fell down and hit her face, and that's when I went, it's not going to get better. That's just the way it is. It's not partisan. It's, It's being an adult to have this conversation in a family,
7: let alone when the patriarch is the president. Here's more from Ronnie Jackson. I like the cognitive decline that we've been watching for so long now. And it's just a, it's a package that just doesn't sell around the world. And it's becoming an a national security issue for us. We have to do something about it. And to think that this man thinks that he could be president at the age of 86. I don't he- think
2: he does. I don't think he knows what's going on
7: 80 right now that he could be in office for another six years. This is just uh, this is malpractice on part of the White House, on the part of the White House and the West Wing to allow this to be happening for him to even be talking about running for another for another term. And somebody needs to to be held accountable. And people like Joe Biden and people that surround him that are supposed to love him and care about him, they should be doing something about this. And they should be stopping this because this is a shame.
2: And listen, I have no soft spot for Joe Biden. I I think he's a uh, I don't think he's a good person. I think he's a very bad person I think he's a political hack who's never had a job in his life he began his career essentially as a senator and he's been in Washington DC for 50 years enriching his family and doing nothing for the people because all of the problems that existed when he was the uh, the elected senator are still the same but even worse race relations even worse schools even worse, Social Security, still a mess. Uh, 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 health care, still a mess. Unbelievable. He hasn't done anything. So I don't give a rat's behind about Joe Biden. But there is a way that we would behave to people who are declining in health, especially people who are of advanced years. This is uh, Nicole Wallace talking to Jamie Raskin. Jamie Raskin, of course, this morning talking about the, uh, the document uh, that exposes Joe Biden's family's corruption when he was the vice president. Here she is. Listen to this question. This is the question for her about Joe Biden's physical ability after falling on stage that everybody knows. Everybody knows he is mentally and physically unfit to be the president. Just like Dianne Feinstein is mentally and physically unfit to be a senator. But suddenly, because they're in power, the Democrat Party is willing to deny mortality, deny end of life. If if, uh, Joe Biden were 95, they'd say, oh, yeah, he can run. I realize he's going to be the oldest president ever at 102, but he's perfectly fine. Here's Nicole Wallace with her question about Joe Biden's health.
8: I have a few other uh, topics I want to get to. First, you saw, I'm sure, what happened at the Air Force Academy this past week. President Biden tripped over a sandbag. He fell hard on the stage. Um, He says over and over to people concerned about his age, watch me. Now, we want to be clear, he wasn't hurt, which is great. Also want to be clear, presidents have tripped. Everybody trips. I've tripped. You've probably tripped.
2: Yeah, but an 80-year-old president hasn't tripped.
8: you I've also know you, you've never tripped, okay? But you also, as a politician, know about how events feed into a, a perception that already exists. <laughs> Question because of the facts about his age are already there. Uh, wow. Are voters wrong to be worried about reelecting a man who would be closer to 90 at the end of his second term than 80?
2: Okay, now that's a reasonable question, and the answer would be, no, they're not wrong. That's perfectly uh, understandable. If you got a call from your sister, and your sister says of your 82-year-old mom, hey, just wanted you to know mom's in the hospital, she fell down, what are you going to say? Hey, she should run for president. Here is uh, Jamie Raskin's response, which is classic, classic Soviet-era
8: nonsense. You know, America is a country that loves youth and vitality you know which is why we have laws against age discrimination because we tend to favor favor youthfulness and the mm-hmm. new thing in a lot of countries people who've been in office a longer period of time are praised for their wisdom
2: and I think that it would be uh, defendable if anything he did was wise but some people never learn; they just remain ignorant and stupid their entire lives like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Joe
8: Biden Joe Biden rightly says that he has grown very wise in his many decades in public office and i respect how so that so i think that he deserves <laughs> to be judged by the results of his administration and what he's gotten done in terms of a bipartisan mm. infrastructure uh law the yeah nothing's inflation happened inflation reduction act another yeah, that had nothing to do with inflation lowering prescription drug prices i mean really that's what should matter to us as the people
2: Yeah, there you go. Uh, And never mind the uh, inflation, the wholesale inflation, people having to shop at dollar stores for all their money, uh, for all their groceries, uh, the southern border being open. I can go on and on. And this is kind of interesting because here is uh, when when, uh, Donald Trump... Uh, he spoke at the Air Force Academy, I think this is back in 2019, and he walked slowly down a metal ramp because it was raining outside and uh, and it was slipped. Here is the media the next day, the opposite of Jamie Raskin and Nicole Wallace on MSNBC.
9: President Trump is now the oldest president to hold office during a first term as he celebrated his 74th birthday yesterday. However, this milestone is
8: bringing up new questions about his health, uh, particularly. Wait a I,
2: I thought that he was uh, wise.
8: He's seventy-four. He's wiser than ever. Moment um, with this weekend, where he cautiously descended a ramp. Uh, during the commencement speech at West Point Academy. Tonight, new questions about President Trump's health after this walk down a ramp at West Point's graduation ceremony this weekend.
5: One doesn't need to be a physician to note that the president hasn't looked well recently and he didn't look well on Saturday. Having momentary uh, stumble. Now, now what you didn't
2: and may have forgotten happened at that uh, graduation ceremony where after the ceremony he literally held a glass of water with both hands and everybody said it's because he uh, he was experiencing health issues here is the reason why listen very carefully to his pre-speech comments
3: they gave me a choice they said sir you don't have to shake any hands some people do that those are the smart ones are out of here <laughs> you can shake one hand to the one person top of the class you could shake 10 50 or 100, and you could also stay for 1,000, and I'm staying for 1,000, okay?
2: Donald Trump stood on that stage and shook every one of those cadets, numbering 1,000 people, until they graduated, He shook every one of their hands. Then after that, which would have been exhaustive to a 30-year-old, he walked slowly down a ramp, grabbed a glass of water where his hands shook because he shook 1,000 hands. Please, the emperor is naked, and we all can see it. Coming up, I want to talk about, uh, about what is a woman, Matt Walsh's new uh, commentary, and then Megan Kelly, uh, she got medieval on the trans-radical movement. All of that is coming up. Your call is welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: The swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To
8: those who strove to tear us from our responsibility, you have failed.
1: Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: Megan Kelly did a, uh, a tremendous job calling out the. Uh, Radical transgender movement and erasing girls in athletics. I'm going to share that next hour. I did watch uh, Matt Walsh's What is a Woman over the uh, weekend. It's streaming free all over the place. And the, uh, the left did its level best to shut it down. And it was all based on um, this discussion we're having today uh, about what is a woman. Uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson became a Supreme Court justice. She was not able to provide a definition for the word woman. Um, that's ridiculous everyone knows that a woman is an adult female that's it born a female growing into adulthood is a woman that's the way it is that's the way it shall be that's just a fact there's nothing you can do about it uh, so knock off the nonsense why is there no what is a man documentary because men don't take this crap and the radical trans movement looks at women as weak it it does it does that's why you've got guys going into locker rooms and uh terrifying women and people backing them up rather than dad going in and kicking the guy's ass because that's what the guys would do so anyway i watched this this weekend i'm not going to share all of it but i will tell you a couple things that struck me about it is a there are medical professionals who literally are uh... doing surgeries on children which are being outlawed around the world because people are realizing they are unnecessary and they are as i like to call them mingle they make no sense even elon musk said, this is ridiculous how can doctors adults take children going through puberty block their puberty and perform mutilative surgery that's insane that is insane and eventually History's going to catch up with those people, and there's going to be hell to pay. But here is Matt Walsh, and one of the other things about this is that he had the brilliance, the investigative journalistic brilliance of John Stossel, the humor, although uh, a bit drier, of John Stewart, and possibly even a, uh, a nod to people who used to kind of be funny, uh, documentarians, Michael Moore, Roger and Mia was actually pretty good but then he got all, just all sorts of left wing, and he was uh, espousing nonsensical beliefs. Matt Walsh is asking people, what is a woman? And he's getting Falderall. Here he is talking to a, a professor of women's studies. I want you to listen to the runaround this guy did, because he never answered a question. This is what the left do. They never answer the question. They just give the runaround and try to turn it back on you. But this guy fell. fell. I guess this
5: all comes back, just, this all comes down to really one question. Um, especially women, gender, and sexuality studies. So, so what? What is a woman?
2: Now he should just say, "Well, a woman is a whatever, whatever, whatever." But he said this. Why do you ask that question?
5: Yeah, I just really like to know. What do you think the answer to that question is?
2: <laughs> why do you ask the question? What do you think the answer is? Yes.
5: Well, I'm, I'm asking. That's why I came to a <laughs> college professor. Who, who's, who, this is your.
7: This is what you do. Yes. What other kinds
5: of answers have you gotten?
2: Oh, there you go. There you go. So that's, that's what he got. Here's a little bit more of this. Same. A professor of women's studies who can't answer what a woman is.
5: A lot of like this where you're, where you're not answering. And I've gotten a lot of that. So I think it's interesting that you, that you say that
7: some of the people you've, you've um, interviewed have been um, reluctant to answer it. And I think that has a lot to do with the, way, the questions that preceded it and the, the way that you've conducted yourself in the interview. How
5: have I conducted myself? How do you think you've conducted yourself? There you go. He did it again. You, you, <laughs> you just really don't want to answer the questions, do you? I, I came
7: today very willing and, and, and enthusiastic about answering questions about women's and gender sexuality studies,
5: which is what so you work wanted that to I do. You wanted to answer questions about women's studies, and so shouldn't the the first answer you should be able to provide is what exactly is a woman? Well, it's it, for me. It's
7: it's actually a really simple answer, and that's a person who identifies as a woman. But what are they identifying as? Uh, as a woman. So what I mean. is that?
2: There you go. <laughs> it's fantastic, and I was reminded—I was reminded of this scene from Forty-Year-Old Virgin, with a, a Steve Carell uh, hitting on a woman at a bookstore.
9: Can I help you? Can I help you?
4: I don't know. Can you? Can you?
8: <laughs> Are you looking for something?
4: Is there something? I should be
7: looking for.
2: There you go, exactly the same modus operandi. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
1: This is The Rob Carson Show. And the number
2: is 800-922-6680 if you'd like to uh, talk about any of the sundry topics we are covering today. We're going to get into uh, Megan Kelly uh, in her podcast. Why she's changed her mind on the trans agenda. Why she no longer will use uh, your chosen preferred pronouns. I did get in a note from uh, Ed in Pasadena. He said, "Hello, Rob. Great show. Woman equals human being born with XX chromosomes, also known as girl or female." And and it always has been, and it always will be. I mentioned the other day on uh, on Twitter. I said, uh, uh, "Humans believe now that they can change gender. Can your vet do the same thing for your dog?" Can your your vet do the same thing when you take your dog in? You wanted a female dog. You want a male dog. Can the vet actually change the sex of the dog or the gender of the dog? Whatever the hell you want to call it. And the answer would be no. So why are humans different? Answer to that. They're not. They are not. Now, you can live or identify as. That's perfectly fine. Just don't project this on children. Just don't say that kids need puberty blockers. Just uh, do not uh, perform mutilative surgery on children because countries around the world are banning this, including liberal bastions in like Norway, getting rid of it because it's insane. People are realizing it. We've had a lot of mania sweep over our country the last couple of years. You know this as well as I do. This is by design. doesn't make any sense. And again, we just have to say no to it. That's what you got to do. There was a, a plane crash, and, and a yesterday I was listening to I lived in D.C. for a dozen years. And uh, when I was in Washington, D.C., I remember <clears throat> hearing a, what was, I, I thought, a sonic boom. And uh, it, it was just, it was this loud crack, this boom. And I was, I thought, I didn't know what the hell happened. Turns out it was an earthquake. There, and I'm not kidding. There was an earthquake. And then there was an earthquake. Around the same time that literally caused the eastern seaboard to shake I remember I got up from my nap I walked downstairs into my kitchen and the pot rack is swinging back and forth and I'm like what the hell and Then I realized because I'd never been through an earthquake before this must be an earthquake So I grabbed the two dogs threw them out onto the deck went outside and waited till it was over but this time there actually was a boom, a, a boom, and it was a sonic boom, and it was caused by F-16 fighter planes scrambled above Virginia because this, uh, this airplane, apparently uh, GOP donors' daughter and granddaughter, uh, who were killed along with their nanny, and then the pilot of the plane, and here is the, uh, here is the story. No survivors. NBC News reports the Cessna Citation belongs to John Rumpel from Melbourne, Florida. Now, Rumpel says his daughter, granddaughter, Nanny, and their pilot were all on board. A defense official tells NBC News NORAD F-16, scrambled from Joint Base Andrews, to intercept a Cessna Citation jet that flew over the district. Now, multiple sources say the pilot did not respond to air traffic control and flew over into restricted D.C. airspace. NORAD says its jets shadowed the plane and saw the pilot was incapacitated. They followed the plane until it crashed. Our Brad Freitas describes the scene from Chopper 4.
3: In a debris field roughly the size of a football field near Mind Bank Mountain, about 20 miles south of Staunton, Virginia, several small fires were still burning when Chopper 4 got overhead. The location of the crash so remote a Virginia State Police helicopter was used to find it before crews could navigate the trip.
2: Now you may recall uh, you, you millennials may recall this. Gen Z maybe not so much. It was a professional golfer named Lee Jansen and this was in, I didn't realize it was this long ago, 1999. And what happened was this uh, this uh Jet or Payne Stewart I'm sorry what did I say Lee Jansen I, I apologize Payne Stewart Payne Stewart uh, Lee Jansen's still around sorry about that I don't watch golf uh, but anyway <clears throat> so Payne Stewart was in an aircraft uh, the the windows had kind of fogged over and what apparently happened was a gradual depressur- depressurization of the cabin and the uh everybody was incapacitated everybody went to sleep um including the pilots now I'm not a pilot uh, I, I do like to consider myself to be fairly well-versed in science. Um, I, I, I guess when something like this happens, a gradual depressurization that, uh, uh, the oxygen masks do not deploy and if they do it's probably too late because everybody's unconscious I assume also this uh, this can happen to the pilot in the cockpit because when the when the cockpit is gradually depressurized with the rest of the plane eventually you're going to uh, uh, lose consciousness it's not about um, oxygen it's about depressurization so uh, uh, presumably this is what happened and I don't believe unless there's a way for the pilot to be warned at the beginning of it. I don't know I don't know it it's a shame that it happened again it It has happened before uh, a massive quick deceler uh depressurization of a cabin will cause your your oxygen mass to drop, but that doesn't happen when it is a slow leak um and I believe also. The fact that these planes fly at a higher altitude might make a difference. If you're a pilot, I, I'd love to hear from you at eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. It's a it's a tragedy. It's it's terrible. Um, by the way, I'd mention that Norway has banned uh, child sex changes. They've joined Finland, Sweden, and the UK. This, according to the Washington uh, Examiner, Dr. Deborah So. Uh, the Norwegian Healthcare Investigation Board guidelines uh, regarding so called gender affirming care uh, no longer considers them to be evidence based. The board also acknowledged that the growing number of teenage girls identified as male post puberty remains understudied. Uh, well, it's mania. Under the proposed uh, updated guidelines, the use of puberty blockers, cross-sex p- hormones, and transition related really late surgery would be restricted to research contexts and no longer provided in clinical settings. Norway Jones fi- joins Finland, Sweden, the United Kingdom in introducing greater safeguarding for children in the U.S. Uh, eight states thus far have banned affirmative care for individuals under 18, Tennessee being the latest. Uh, an existing body of research shows that most kids with gender dysphoria grow to be comfortable with their bodies upon undergoing puberty and those wishing to transition suddenly post-puberty may be experiencing a social contagion. <clears throat> you know what else was a social contagion? The Salem witch Tri- the trials. Teenage girls uh, using this mania. Uh, uh, and then the adults who were supposed to be the adults... Not behaving like adults. Same kind of principle. Same kind of principle. And uh, some people are getting kind of tired of it. I don't know if you know this. An elite women's soccer team was obliterated. I heard 14 to nothing, but 12 to nothing in a game against a ragtag men's team. Um, this is kind, of, uh, kind of interesting, and this isn't a big surprise, because I've said, uh, you know, the amazing thing is, I- I'm, I'm all for if, if trans athletes want to compete, they should have their own division. And, and like with the Boston Marathon, they did that this year. And you know who won the trans division? The people who were born men. It's just the way it is. No amount of hormones is going to change that. No amount of hormones is going to change that. But uh, this group, uh, last week, a group of older men from the United Kingdom, Even some retired decimated a team made up of former U.S. women's soccer players in a 12-0 blowout game as part of an independent soccer tournament that was hosted in uh, North Carolina. The Wrexham men's team was was composed of uh, both current players as well as retired ex-athletes who were upwards of 40 years old. The men took on the team of U.S. women that was coached by famous U.S. women's soccer player Mia Hamm. According to Give Me Sport, the female team was made up of former U.S. national women's team players. Before the game, Heather O'Reilly, one of the players, confidently said they were going to the men's team was about to go down. They were going down. Well, apparently they did not. Uh, they did not go down. It was the women's team that actually went down, and uh, and they went down in a very big way. They went down uh, twelve to nothing. Which says to me that. If you're born a man and you're an athlete, and if you're born a woman and you're born an athlete, a woman and you're born an athlete, and at some point in your career you decide to change genders, the man is going to have the physical advantage because men are physically stronger. We know this this is this is it's common sense, you say it's absolutely common sense I think I have the uh, let me find the audio from the uh, this O'Reilly person who says that uh, uh, you know who talked uh, after I should say about um, the match I'll, I'll have to find that I don't I don't have it in front of me right now but she actually spoke because she originally um, oh, here she is. This is uh, Heather O'Reilly after the game on MSNBC talking about big. beaten. Heather, beating.
6: what's going on over here? You guys are, look at this. They're fraternizing with the
5: enemy. I saw you talking with Mark Howard, but look, hey, um, I love that you guys are here, that you're playing, that this is all women. Uh, maybe not the scoreline you were wanting to see, but what's your perspective on what's happening right
6: now? Yeah, listen, we're super proud. Like, we're, we're so happy to be here at this event. Hopefully, we've proven to anybody, like... Just go for it. Just live, right? And, it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? We lose 16 16- Well, you can
2: lose 16-0 well, to Wrexham. 16 It was 16 nil. Never mind.
6: We don't care because we're living, we're being bold, we're being brave, uh, and we're having a lot of fun. Honestly, the U.S. has really warmed to Wrexham, obviously. Uh, after what Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney have done, um, and we know that America loves the U.S. Women's National Team, so here we have two amazing products that American soccer fans are. Yeah,
2: I, I was a little kid when uh, when Billie Jean King and uh, Bobby Riggs they were supposed to be the uh, the fight of the century, and women were going to show that they could beat men. And uh, Billie Jean King was like, I, maybe thirties. Bobby Riggs was retired in his fifties, whatever, and she won. And listen, there's no, there's no shame in this. There's no shame. We're born this way, all right? We're born this way. It's no reason for a man to suddenly say he's a woman to compete with women. That just destroys women. That's why this has to end. Uh, here's Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly uh, did a segment on her, um, on her show. Apparently, she used to be a proponent of using preferred for, uh, pronouns back in the early aughts. Uh, and, and she's changed her mind. Here's a little bit from Megyn Kelly. And let, I've been waiting for this, by the way. I've been waiting for women to say something about this. I've been screaming, this is not acceptable. And I do this from the position of I'm, I'm a father of a daughter. My mother was a woman, a very proud woman. And I'm married to a woman who is very proud to be a woman. And now we've got men who not only step in to assume the helm of womanhood, which is an insult to women. It's, it's like somebody, you know, uh, somebody just decided, deciding at 45 years old as a female to become a male and then say they're a man. And, and no, there's more to being a man than just facial hair. And there's more to being a man than just physical. There's, there's something to being a man. It's about physical strength. It's about uh, your place. It's about a mindset. You, you can differ from this, but there, you cannot just say that you're the opposite sex. It, you, you can, it, you know, like I said, if there's somebody who wants to live life as a, as a woman who was born a man, I'm fine. But you cannot tread on the rights of women to do so. I'm going to have to do the uh, Megyn Kelly audio on the other side of this break. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: America is freedom's last hope, and we're going to fight for it. It's The Rob Carson Show.
2: Had a chance to go to my alma mater over the weekend. Northwest Missouri State... In uh, Maryville, Missouri. Pardon the the throat is a little strained. I'm not sure exactly what the issue is. It could be uh, allergies, but uh, anyway, I did go to my alma mater for a, a memory. Uh, they do it. It's called a life celebration. My you know, um, my very dear friend, my broadcast mom passed away uh, unexpectedly, uh, pancreatic cancer. She was 78. Her name was Sharon Bonet, and I went to her uh, her ceremony, and um, it ended up being. Um, you know, I always try to look for a deeper meaning in, in all of the things that happen in my life, sometimes uh, superfluous things you don't notice, but, um, but this was an opportunity for me to say goodbye, not only to her, but also to, um, to my university. I, uh, I, I l- walked around the campus and, and I reminisced and, uh, and I looked, and, and I realized that it's, it's probably time to let it go a lot of the times we hang on to our alma maters we go back as alumni and uh and and I appreciate that I I get it but you know I've been out of school since 1989 um I walked around the school and I walked into the student union where I auditioned for the variety show and I did all these things and there are big signs that say diversity equity inclusion and all the broadcast professors now have their pronouns on their profiles as broadcast professors and I realize that you know I'm not going to be invited to come speak I'm not going to a couple of things first of all a if your professor was born the year that I graduated, chances are your professor's gonna go, who is this guy? Oh, so he went to school here, whatever. Doesn't matter that he's a nationally syndicated radio host. Doesn't matter that he has a nationally syndicated TV show. You know, he's, he's in his 50s, who cares? There's, so there's a little bit of that. And then there's also the political aspect of it. I was very disappointed because a, a friend, uh, who I've known for a number of years, and it's none of the college friends are your buddies for the rest of your life, generally, I've got are friends, you know. We, you know, it was four years in your life, and what did the university do for you? Well, they did what they said they were going to do. They educated you, and you paid for it. And then the next, the rest of your life, the university begs you for money. And uh, and so, um, there have been some things with the university, da da da. And and if they want to go in that direction, it is their business. But I was really glad to say. I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to let go of any nostalgia I have for the university. I'm ready to let go of any uh, need to go back for homecoming. I don't see the point. I just don't see the point. And now that my last connection to the university, Sharon Bonet, who was the general manager of the radio station for a number of years, is gone. Ready to move on, ready to move on. So uh, not only was it saying goodbye to her, but it was also saying goodbye to, uh, to the past um, yeah, a lot of times we hang on to things. We hang on to things, and and they kind of use their. They lose their usefulness after a while. It's like my wife. Uh, this last weekend, we've been together for twenty five years, married, and we went through the garage and we went through Christmas decorations. And and that, whereas they used to be very sacred, you know, very like, oh my God, these are the, you know, the uh, the 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 little cartoon figures of uh, uh, the Santa Claus is coming to town and all that, the stuffed animals, and, we, and it's just like, hey, you know, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. So uh, there, that's what happened this weekend to me. It was um, I was going to stay overnight, I was going to hang out, but I uh, I realized that you know some things have changed. One of my uh, good friends in college, his wife won't talk to me now because of my politics. So I'm like, that was another thing. Yeah, you know, time probably time to move on. Time to move on. Megyn Kelly is one of the only uh, women who are really speaking. I, I'm very surprised that more women, even women on the left, are not saying anything about, uh, about this transgender nonsense of men competing against women, this, uh, this uh, erasure of women. It is, it is profoundly, uh, it, it's, 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 it's evil. It's evil. And uh, and here is Megan Kelly. I got a couple of sound bites from Megan Kelly, um, and she's changed her mind on this because she played along with uh, you know the pronouns and all that stuff for a while, and then she saw what it eventually turned into, what it became, which is this madness that we're currently involved in uh, with regard to transgender, uh, not only pronouns but surgery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Here is Megan Kelly.
9: It is beyond time. To stand up to the trans lobby that means to deprive women of their spaces and rights. To the men who pose as trans women to gain access to places like sorority houses, only to exploit the women who'd been strong armed into welcoming them. To the men who grow their hair long, throw on a dress, pop on their TikTok filter, and then threaten to kill us if we object to them coming into our private spaces. To the mutilation of our children by money-driven doctors, and the rape of our imprisoned sisters, and the theft of our medals and opportunities to win. Look at what it all it turned into. Look what this became. Look at this this creep,
2: this this gradual creep of insanity that now has us completely embroiled in this, and abuse happening everywhere.
9: How can we stand up to any of this if we are complicit? How can we fight for facts if we participate in this fiction that a man can become a woman, that transitioning is possible?
2: That's why I started off the show last week on the first of this month by saying uh, this is Pride Month because we've been going through Pride Month in May and before that... Uh, more powerful words from Megan Kelly and the words of a 14-year-old girl who has more wisdom than the cacophony of leftists who say transition is possible. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: uses, and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: So, Megan Kelly was talking about uh, uh, the transgender movement, and it's interesting how one-sided, isn't it, right? I mean, you've got uh, uh, the uh, What is a Woman, right? That's, uh, that's um, uh, Matt um, Walsh's new documentary, which I watched over the weekend. Uh, it, was, uh, it was very entertaining, and also, uh, I thought, very reasoned. Um, it had humor but it really he was the humor was from the people who were supposedly uh, leaders in this transgender movement they ended up looking like buffoons and all that uh, all that Matt Walsh did was say hey uh, what's a woman and they couldn't answer and they ended up yeah, that's where the humor came from but uh, Megan Kelly has finally had enough of this uh, this nonsense and I, and I every week we see stories of uh, women athletes who spent their entire lives uh, training to compete with other women, and we saw, for instance, the University of Pennsylvania, a man uh, his senior year deciding to become a woman, going on puberty blockers and beating all of the women as a woman, and to add insult to injury, changing in the same locker room as the women. And this person, Leah Thomas, is still attracted to women and dates women. So this is what I would call being played for a fool by somebody who is mentally uh, has mental problems and doesn't have a sense of shame and for some reason this has been able to progress and we've seen high school track meets we just saw one a couple weeks ago the young woman was in fourth place displaced by a relay team with a trans man on the team and uh, and and then they went to state she was left behind her high school dreams ruined and then he decides not to show up for the meet and i got to tell you this this has to end there are a lot of these things that Honestly, they have to end. Uh, As far as allowing trans athletes to compete, they can can compete with trans athletes. As far as your six-year-old girl playing on a six-year-old boy's t-ball team, not that big a difference. Then puberty kicks in. And then we know what happens. If you don't believe me, look at the uh, world record for shot put. They're about the same. I think the world record men's shot put is 76 feet and the woman's shot put is around that. The problem is the men's shot put weighs 16 pounds and the women's weighs eight. And here is Megyn Kelly talking about uh, this uh, trans movement and how she's
9: changed her tune. We tried to say no, Target, she can buy her bathing suit with the extra fabric to hide her penis In some other store?
2: That's where Target jumped the shark.
9: It doesn't make sense because it isn't true. And we know it's not true. And to pretend that it is true is to foster a lie that is hurting too many people, almost all of them girls.
2: These are one of the things that uh, uh, the deep state and big social media and the mainstream media called disinformation.
9: You see a pattern here? Women and girls, they say pronouns are a gateway drug. They open the door to these lies, that lead to real harm to real females. They are a clever rhetorical trick that forces you to see the argument about women's spaces before you've ever even spoken one word of substance. People with genuine gender dysphoria can lobby to create their own spaces. Yes, I will support them. Yes, to create open categories in sport. Sure, I will support them. The answer in the interim is not. Women lose. Girls get hurt. Females learn to turn off their innate sense of danger, of fairness, of the joy of spending time with only women.
2: Isn't it funny that in countries like in sub-Saharan Africa, they practice uh, female genital mutilation. And, uh, and people over here freak out about uh, feminine uh, uh, genital mutilation. And yet we are state sponsoring it with children. It is, it is so beyond nonsensical and dangerous. Here's some more from, uh, from Megan Kelly. And then she has some words of wisdom from a, uh, a 14-year-old girl.
9: Kids, too, can grow to adulthood and do what they want with their bodies. I will have empathy for them. I would never bully them. But children should not be subjected to these dangerous interventions in school or at the hands of so-called medical professionals. The facilities that allow it must be stopped or shut down. For these reasons, I have resolved to base my conversations around gender on the same tenets that already govern my life, truth and reality. Imagine that. I will not use preferred pronouns, a decision motivated by a growing alarm over women's rights and the safety of children. I will speak to a trans person kindly and with empathy. In their presence, I will likely try to avoid pronouns altogether as I have no wish to intentionally provoke or upset anyone. But I will not take this gateway drug anymore because I have a daughter, because I am a woman, an adult human female, because for far too long, I failed to see the harm and therefore helped cause it.
2: By the way, Americans are uniting in broad opposition to the transgender ideology, despite a roar of pro transgenderism rhetoric from Fortune 500 corporations, government officials and established media. Now, I said to you that uh... the pride month and all the celebrations and all the in your face stuff and the you know hanging of the uh... pride flag above the american flag in arizona by uh... fraudulently elected uh, katie hobbs uh... you know i said that this is going to rub people the wrong way and it has and it really has and people are saying no and what's really remarkable is that what we've done what this movement has done by hijacking the gay rights movement the radical lgbtqia plus movement which is nothing more then a radical Marxist Maoist revolution has done more harm to the original movement than good. Because it's made companies and individuals and broadcasters transphobic. How's that? Well, if you look at transphobic, it means that you are afraid of. So you're afraid of gay people and you are afraid of transgender. And now, corporate America is. They're literally afraid of being canceled. They're literally afraid of of your thoughts getting out, coming back to haunt you. I have a friend who literally lost her job in broadcasting. She's selling realty now, because she said that uh, gender dysphoria was real. This was a couple years ago. They fired her. Now we know that it's all real. Megan kelly said uh that, that she's based in reality and truth what have we escaped from in this country the last four or five years reality and truth honestly nonsensical bs has been guiding us in many many ways in the last few years and it's all been by design and all we have to do is say no here is Megan kelly uh, quoting from a poem written by a 14 year old girl and uh and and this young woman uh, knows more about being a woman, I think, than
9: a lot of the leftists who uh, are still debating pronouns. To the women and men who helped open my eyes, thank you. And I will single out one in particular. Ireland's brand dove, who at 14 years old wrote the poem, I am not a dress, which perfectly captures what so many of us are feeling. I am not a dress to be worn on a whim. A man in a dress is nonetheless a hymn. Women are not simply what we wear. If this offends you, I do not care. I am not an idea in any man's mind, and my purpose in life is not to be kind. So while my rights are trampled every day of the week, I will not stand by being docile and meek. We are women. We are warriors of steel. Woman is something no man will ever feel. Woman is not a skill that any man can hone. Amen. Woman is our word, and it is ours alone. Just, I
2: mean, that is just—I mean—that is just fantastic. That means so much. That's why Dylan Mulvaney was such a controversy. It's not because this man—this uh, you know, man—is a, a cartoon. It's because this person, who is. Uh, I mean, serious mental issues has always been an attention monger uh, acting like a child on uh, Price is Right. I think he won a car and he acted like a, a, a buffoon. He's all about attention. He's a narcissistic fool. And and then he decided to uh, de- transition to being a female. But it wasn't okay with just being a female uh, or you know, identifying as, he decided that he would tell women how to be women. He decided that women should hear him about girl talk and all this. And I'm sorry, but if you've ever been in a group of, of women, you know, maybe you're in a party, a bunch of women, You you just don't butt in as a dude and command the conversation. But that is what Dylan Mulvaney did. And, and the people who drink Bud Light, the, the customers of Bud Light and others looked at this and said, this, you know, it would, you would have been fine if it was just a guy dressed up like a woman, drag queen, you know, beer thing. But it was somebody who was trying to steer the discussion about womanhood and saying that your mother, her whatever years of, of womanhood don't matter because a man can change gender and become your mother or any other woman by just declaring it. And that's when people said enough is enough. Dr. Phil had a a trans activist on the uh, show this week, uh, last week, I should say, and a fifth grade teacher. And I'm going to wrap up the discussion on this. And the only reason I bring this up is because it is Pride Month. And I I, I just want to talk about, you know, Pride Month has already expended its usefulness. The month is effectively over. Every time you see a flag, you'll just know it's virtue signaling. The reason why it is existing this month is not because of uh, some grand movement. It, It is forced acceptance and threats. That's what a good share of it is. But here is a uh, trans activist talking about uh, changing genders and uh, and uh, and bathrooms, and then the fifth grader teacher's reaction to it on Doctor Phil.
5: Transgender boys who might not have their own money to go buy tampons. Okay, talking about uh, tampon machines in boys' bathrooms. They're provided free in the bathroom.
1: It's it's a huge plus
5: men do not menstruate only women menstruate. that's a fifth grade teacher and straight now you can call yourself men whatever you don't want menstruate,
9: but trans men do menstruate no, so they they non-binary don't. people <clears throat> only menstruating <throat> is not exclusive yes, to cis is. women no it's not yes
5: it is so explain you're, to me as to why my body menstruated you are at if some your point, chromosomes then. are xx when you're young, you menstruate. If you're X, Y, you don't. Correct, but what about... It you? works the same with cows. Trans men and non-bibs. They're We're not men. are a whole group. And puppies. They're, they're women dressed dress as men. You are not a man. You can pretend to be a man, and that's okay. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. Yes. Live your life. Sure. And tell me what a man is. Well, what's a man to you? You define a man for me. You have chromosomes that are X and Y. That's what a man is. So why are we just looking at the the... The the
9: science of this as
2: an the example. Well yeah, why
5: look at the science of it? And when we've learned sex and gender identity are two very, they're completely different no, things. No, they're not completely they
2: different They are things. completely different. They're completely different words. Yeah, they're completely different words, but
5: they're not different. A little bit more from the fifth grade teacher. Giving a conclusion, you're, you're just making it up. People, the people who hate the truth, people who hate the truth are because they see, they see the truth as hateful. If, if you want to identify in any way you can, you're free to do so. Yes, yes. But that does not mean that the rest of us have to join that illusion. You disagree. I disagree with you. And so you call it hate. But there's no hate in my heart at all. No. So that's You fine. are being hateful when you tell no, somebody that no. identifies okay. as a man that they're not a man. That's, that's not that hateful. hateful. That's a fact. That's not
2: hateful. It's a fact. But, you know, you're a phobe if you don't agree with the left. That's the way it is. It's forced thought. That's what it's all about. That's what all of this nonsense has been about. You're an election denier. You're defending the worst attack on the Capitol since uh, the War of 1812. You're this. You're that. You're a mega-fascist. Babylon Bee did a, uh, a, a spin on uh, What is a, a Woman, the, uh, the Matt Walsh uh, documentary, which, by the way, had a couple hundred million views over the weekend. This is the Babylon Bee. They did their own uh, What is a Man so, essentially, it's the it's the same In thing. In
0: today's changing social landscape of gender identity and expression, yes. traditional roles of masculinity and femininity yes. are seemingly to blend together just into a wide again. and diverse spectrum. Here it is. This raises a peculiar question. A question we hope to answer by the end of this documentary. <laughs> so, join us on our journey yes. to answer the question. Yes. What is
2: a man? Here we go. What is it?
5: So, what is a man? He's talking to a man. Uh, w- what is a man? Yeah. Well, uh, a man—it's got the XY chromosome. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's got—he's got, he, he's got uh, testicles. Testicles, yeah. And um, some of them a, a penis. All right, I think we got
2: it. It's a wrap. Okay, there you go. That's, that's the uh, that's the end of the documentary. Actually,
5: there you go. That's
2: the—that's the end of the "What
1: Is a Man" documentary.
2: All right, let's take a break and come back. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show.
1: Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: After uh, Tucker Carlson's firing, Eric Bowling's show is up 200% in the ratings, and it's because he's doing a great job. Because normally, you know, you're doing away from Car- uh, Carlson, you see what's going on, you go, ah, there's nothing there. I don't know, it's staying with. Eric Bowling show and uh, it's part of a powerful lineup. Greta Van and Rob Schmidt, who is outstanding. Eric Bowling, fantastic. Chris Plant, Greg Kelly. None of our anchors at Newsmax um, change their stripes, and that's why Newsmax is growing by leaps and bounds. They have been. We've been growing since the election of twenty twenty, since what happened on election night by Fox and my uh, uh, former colleague Brett Baer. Yeah. So uh, if you get a chance to uh, download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone, you can start watching anytime. You can also watch uh, older episodes of my show, Rob Carson's What in the World. I think you'll enjoy it. But uh, watch Newsmax tonight. Eric Bowling doing uh, an entire series on the health of Joe Biden, mental and physical. And is he fit to be the president? I think we know the answer to that. But, you know, I started off the show today talking with a quote that was said to me over the weekend. Never interfere with an enemy in the process of destroying itself. That's what the left is doing. That's what they're doing with their overreach on the transgender nonsense. Uh, that's what they're doing on uh, a host of issues, CRT in schools, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they're destroying themselves. Uh, for instance, um, getting uh, defunding police in, in, uh, in uh, large Democrat-run cities. They decided to get rid of the police. We just kind of said, oh, okay, well, I guess you're going to do it. And they did. And now they're suffering. Same way with being a sanctuary city. Stand back. You know what? Uh, it, it let Never interfere with an enemy in the process of destroying itself. Go ahead and be a sanctuary setting. And these morons uh, who went down the path on either one of these idiotic uh, ideas are being shown that they the complete joke. Like in Chicago over the weekend with their new glorious mayor, who I, I doubt was... Uh, <laughs> I don't think the election was fair, okay? I'll just say there was a lot of money spent, and Chicago elections have always been a joke, and nobody wanted more of Lori Lightfoot. But that said, Chicago had 51 people shot, 12 fatally over the weekend, which actually was just shy of Memorial Day weekend last weekend
9: surveillance video shows the chaotic moments just after 1 a.m. when seven people were shot one of them fatally during a large gathering in chicago's austin neighborhood dozens are seen running away from the gunfire taking shelter behind vehicles among them a gunman dressed in jeans and a white top he opens fire then runs away towards cicero avenue police today saying the gathering started out as a celebration of life
4: anniversary Of uh, a person that passed away four years ago in a traffic accident. So that they were out there celebrating. Yeah,
2: so a celebration of life ended up being a funeral. Not a big surprise. The shooting killed 14-year-old Pierre Johnson after he was shot in the chest. Two young men, 18 and 19, critically wounded. 21-year-old man shot in the hand. Why doesn't anybody care? Why don't these black lives matter? Because, you know, doesn't mean votes for the Democrat Party. (laughs) Unbelievable. So between last weekend and this weekend, 101 or 102 people shot, 20 people, 22 people dead. In Afghanistan, the last year of our involvement in Afghanistan, zero deaths until Joe Biden pulled our military out unceremoniously. 101 people shot, 22 people dead, just in Chicago. Just in Chicago. Chicago. When I say never interfere with the enemy in the process of destroying itself, I know that will happen with regard to Democrat-run cities. It's just a damn shame that so many are going and having their lives ended because of that policy. Let's take a break, come back, wrap things up. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Guys, that's going to do it for the show. If you get a chance to, check out the podcast. If you want a, a detailed list of all of the podcast platforms, go to Newsmax.com slash listen, Newsmax.com slash listen. Have a glorious day. God bless you guys. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. See you.